Monsters. My name is Ruin Ortega, and tonight I'm your keeper of Monsters and Mysteries because we're playing Monster of the Week by Evil Hat Productions. Join with me, as always, is my co-host, Cade. Hi, I'm Cade. Monster of the Week is a rules-light, semi-diceless system uh, that plays with genre tropes of the horror genre, uh, and we had an absolute riot playing this system. Um, I, I can't express enough how much you need to go back and listen to the first episode, if you haven't already, because I was crying, I was laughing so hard, and this episode continues that. That's right. We uh, we had so much fun recording it. We hope you guys laugh along with us and just know that there was plenty of more laughter we had to cut because it just stalled the game way too much. Our coffee of the batch, however, is Deadmonton by High Horse Coffee. Cade, what did we rate this coffee? We actually had help rating this coffee because we teamed up with the guys from Old Men Rolling Dice and together the four of us decided to rate it a four out of five rips and darts uh, because we're super Canadian like that. If you want to hear our tasting notes and how we landed on that because we didn't all agree, make sure you go back and listen to our second episode with those guys uh, and then listen to the whole episode. We have a great discussion as well as rating the coffee. Absolutely. You know, Kay. We're about to get into Monster of the Week, and I just want to say, if you don't like this game, you're dead to me. That's not the direction I thought you were going to go, and it was so much worse. <laughs> I mean, Debenton, dead to me. I oh, on. I got it. Doesn't mean it's good. It's like, I get Dane Cook jokes. Doesn't mean they're funny. Everybody thought Dane Cook was funny at one time, and then he wasn't. Yeah, because we were 12. And you know what? He's dead to me. And with that, grab a mug, fill it full of the hot stuff, and settle in for part two of Monster of the Week on Cantrips and Coffee. All right, we are back in the natural 20 for episode two of Monster of the Week, guys. How you doing tonight? Doing good. Uh, yeah, had a blast last time, so excited to continue. Yeah, I'm excited to get back at throwing around some spooky stuff. Yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. It was a cliffhanger <laughs> ending. Mm-hmm. Wicked. Well, we, uh, we definitely have uh, some more, uh, I guess, mysterious magical stuff happening to you guys uh what are your what are your thoughts so far do you have any guesses about what's going on uh i i love it i i love the idea of just like a genre fiction just like jumping into a uh a well-established genre that's well i mean if you listen to the first episode you know it's clearly very near and dear to my heart <laughs> um so yeah i'm excited i hope that we continue like genre hopping and uh, i think it'll be fun mm-hmm. feels like that movie with Nicolas Cage where he's like playing the screenwriter that's writing the movie while yeah. he's playing a little bit. It's like the movie within it's like the story within a story kind of a vibe. Yeah. I like it. I didn't know how I was going to like the system, but yeah, I dig it. Yeah. I'm going to everything you do feels like it actually does something. I'm going to take a little move from 
Alex here and say that this is all connected, that we're all in purgatory together because we're like war buddies or something who all got, you know, taken out at once and we're all living out these experiences with some twisted devil that just really loves TV. (laughs) Wouldn't that be the weirdest transition to go from 90s sitcom to like Apocalypse Now? (laughs) (laughs) Mad Max. Oh, man. You know, apparently that scene with Martin Sheen where he's, like, naked and drunk and crazy in the beginning, it yeah. was, like, he was actually <laughs> naked, drunk, and crazy, Yeah, and they just filmed him. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. And the yeah. one with Marlon Brando, the reason he's in the shadows because he gained, like, 50 pounds yeah. between when he got cast and we recorded. <laughs> he also couldn't remember his line, so he made up most of that monologue. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. <True> legend. <laughs> There's this crappy B-movie called Dog Soldiers. Where the, and there's one scene where this guy's really drunk and the guy got plastered to do it and they're supposed to knock him out as a scene. And so the first punch is a fake punch and the second punch, because he's like, hit me again. He yells at the guy and he actually ends up freaking cold cocking the dude. I don't know if he knocks him out, but he hits him pretty hard, apparently. <laughs> That's great. Uh, I'm going to need you guys to commit that hard to your characters. <laughs> All right, Jane, I need you to come here so I can punch you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll get on my phone. I'll record somehow. <laughs> Let's go. do this. I mean, I've punched Jody in the face before, so I'm good. I have not punched <laughs> Jaden. No. <laughs> oh, you gotta get on that, man. It's a it's an experience. But I mean, I've I punched a mutual friend of ours, but not Jaden. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, with that in mind, and the whole idea of genre hopping, we're gonna try something here tonight. Um, and we're again, we're gonna get a little crazy. There's no laugh track this time. And again, if you don't know what we're <sighs> talking about. Go back. I don't know why you're here. But as the editor, thank you. <laughs> well, as a as a role player, you might not thank me, but <laughs> each one of you is going to have a split personality tonight. You are going to have two roles that you are going to have to play at the same time. The first is your character from the last one who knows everything that happened in the last episode, is well aware of the situation, or at least up until the credits rolled. The second one, though, is somebody who you inhabit at the exact same moment, and they are a current character of this episode. I I know that sounds a little confusing, but you'll get it as soon as it happens. And with that, you have access to all the information that your character from this episode should supposedly be aware of. So we're just brains in jars. I told you all. I told you that we're just a brain in a jar. Mm Mm-hmm. We're just actors, and this is our next role. Oh, the world's a stage, one would say. One really important dude. So with that, let's get into things. <laughs> I hope I love that, that, that I that's the first time <laughs> anyone's ever called Shakespeare a real important dude. <laughs> <laughs> Do it all the time, man. You gotta, you gotta take him off, off the pedestal. Oh, that's man. the only reason people care about him. Billy Shakes, good dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with this, we have the start of a faint opening soundtrack play as each of you sits idly in shadows. And as it begins to taper off, the first thing that happens is Alex opens his eyes, groggily gives them a rub, and lifts himself off of his desk where he's apparently been sleeping and as he looks around where he now is he sees that there are files all over the desk 
There are string maps on the walls, and a nameplate on his desk says Maldi. Likewise, Alex, or sorry, Carl, finds himself in a similar place. In fact, he's on the other side of a small divider with plexiglass. And he is slouched backwards in his chair, neck snapped all the way back as if he's been in a heavy and quite uncomfortable sleep. And as he kind of starts awake and <laughs> um, kind of yawns and, and does that thing where you're trying to, you know, get all the dry mouth out. And he looks around and sees very, very similar things. Except he is startled to find himself wearing a skirt and blouse <laughs> and with fiery red hair looking at a nameplate that says Scalder. Well, close, Scalder. <laughs> and this is where you two will take it away. Well, Larry is still kept in the dark for a while and apparently not in sight. <clears throat> You just see a lone, like, slink cigarette burning in a dark space. <laughs> um, my head. I such a, such a headache. Where, where, where are we? Uh, we're at the office. Looks like we had another late night. The, the office. The, uh, That's right. We, we, yes. Do we? <laughs> Did we fall asleep here while investigating? And Alex or Maldi, whatever your name is, you remember flashes of burning the midnight oil and researching into these files for hours and hours and hours and knowing that you had an important job that they put you up to even though nobody really believed in it. Oh, typical. Um, Look around my files for any... Anything that looks like, you know, pertinent to kind of jog my memory. Clearly, I uh, it was a rough night. Mm-hmm. As you as you look around, you you begin to see pictures of different various creatures up on the wall, and they're attached to the string maps and and things like that. Oh yes, so did we see them? I've been a Bigfoot and the the lizard people and fairy. I don't think the fairies are in on this one. They're 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 much more conservative than this. Uh, <laughs> Skulder, how are you processing this? Uh, I'm playing this like my character from the last one basically just thinks this is a dream because he has dreams like this all the time. Uh, <laughs> and I like go over <laughs> to the coffee pot that's been on all night, boiling the same thing of coffee. I pour two cups and I go over to the map and I dig because you said we have all the information that we need right oh for sure you have you have badges you have guns yeah i just dig through my memory for like what was the like what what were we so interested in that we worked all through the night to find out hmm so you you have a vague reminiscence of seeing a newspaper headline now where was that newspaper oh yes it was on the desk beside you And you go to retrieve it. And as you do that, you begin pouring over it. But there is a quick flash to Larry, whose lit cigarette is indeed burning. And as the sun shines upon him suddenly, he finds himself standing, or sitting rather, on a park bench 
next to a man in a suit with gray, very, very oiled and slick to the side hair, who is also likewise smoking. (laughs) And he begins to say, you want the truth, Agent Torres? You've come to the right place. He's going to take a drag of like that whole cigarette. Because he's just processing the fact that he's in this like new body and just like smokes it all down, flicks it, grabs out another one, lights it. And as you do that, he looks over at you and nods approvingly and says, Every man has his weakness. Mine was always just cigarettes. Ugh, I got two. And it pulls out a little bottle and he pops it and he pulls out one little pill. Goes with that. I'm ready for the truth. Mm-hmm. I've controlled you. Since before you knew I existed. Somebody's always controlling me. I am going to have you um, roll something here to try to gather information from him. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I would obviously remember I got all these mind powers, so I'm definitely just going to go in there and read his thoughts a little bit here. Um, I'm just going to hit him with some basic you know, conversation to distract him a little bit while I'm Doing a quick route, but it's like, what did he say again? Last night? Oh, it's controlling you. me. Yeah, I see someone's always controlling me. Um, how long? Just get him thinking about how long he's been controlling me, and then I'm gonna see where that rolls. See what I can pick up about my past. That would be a twelve. So normally you would not be able to read this guy's mind. For some reason, it's like there's static preventing you from getting in. But it almost like it hones in on the before you knew I existed. As if you can't even remember when it all began. He's always been there. I can dig that. Hmm. I am really drawing a blank on what else he would do in this situation. I feel like he would just be like so... Caught up with the fact that he was a teenager and now in this grown guy's body, not even knowing this guy that he's talking to. Like, what would I even remember about okay. what well, I'm doing here? Why don't you roll for investigate a mystery? Yeah, I guess that's probably you, a good call. Yeah, using that, if you're successful, you could get a number of questions to either hold on to for now or to use immediately from the list. Yeah, probably not terrible. We got there. Okay, not too bad. Um, that's a 10. 10 plus, so I get to hold two. Yeah. And uh, if you want to ask the questions, you can ask them from the list, which includes what yeah. happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? And lastly, what is being concealed here? Yeah, well, I want to know what sort of creature it is. If I can't read its mind, that seems pretty off the wall right off the bat. Okay. So... Larry remembers back to what he saw in the cafeteria in the last episode, the sitcom. And when things took a turn and were no longer funny, um, he saw almost like a smoke kind of creature. um, Like the body, the top of it was bigger and it trailed off into a, a smaller tail. And it it's vaguely reminiscent of Either some Robin Williams movie or or some some Will Smith uh, reboot or remake. We don't talk about the remake. I heard it was surprisingly good, but I haven't watched it. 
So yes, yeah, Flanagan. <laughs> <laughs> and he flick his cigarette. I should have known. <laughs> he he looks over at you, and he nods, and he says, "I didn't set out to destroy the world, Agent. People did." So it's my turn to play my part. We all have a part. Now, you did have another question you could use, or you could hold it for later. Yeah, you know. I feel like, I don't know, I don't want to think being concealed. I I don't know if I know enough yet, but where it go? I want to know what it's going to do. I think that's a good call. I think that's mm. another question I need to know right now. Perfect. I want to know what is my part. Uh, so he, he kind of, he finishes off his cigarette and just kind of holds the butt for a second, considers that and and states, I'm going to play my role just like you need to. And for anything that one might wish, it is my command. And he flicks the butt and he begins to walk away from you. And when he's about 10 feet away, he turns back and says, make no mistake. I just changed the timetable. Everyone still dies at the end. And it's like he snaps out of existence. And you are left alone, sitting on a park bench. And if you look around you, you see off in the distance one very official-looking building. And we're going to go back over to Mully and Skulder. Muldy? Muldy and Skulder. And... As Skulder, in her very impressive and pristinely pressed skirt, (laughs) looks at the paper, she realizes that there's a whole bunch of news stories about just weird occurrences that have happened. Um, Specifically, she reads a report that says, in a bizarre turn of events, Jim Sanders... The recent winner of the $100 million Lotto 538 has died by an apparent cult sacrifice. RCMP were called to his recently acquired mansion where they found his body. The only details that have emerged is that it took several hours for forensics teams to recover all the missing body parts. One insider reported that it was the most brutal killing ever witnessed. Details to come. Um... So is uh, Moldy still like kind of looking at the map, trying to piece together like what was supposed to happen or whatever? Like we're picking up right where we left off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I like kind of like smack him on the back of the head with the newspaper a little bit to get his attention. And I like hand the crappy coffee in the newspaper over at the same time. And I'm like, looks like there's a few pieces of evidence that we can go and find. I take in my, I drink the crappy coffee and go, something about this ain't right. Everybody knows Sanders is an idiot. He didn't even know how to spend his coffee. What, or spend his coffee, spend his money. What, what cult would want him? As I'm skimming through, can I have a little piece of memory from uh, Alex of, of yore? Oh, absolutely. You know, you know everything that Alex has been through. Okay. So then, yeah, so I'm, uh, yeah, I'm looking at this, like, something isn't right here. And then all of a sudden, just, like, in the back of my head, I just hear, David Jones in Smith. And I just, 
Interesting. And I write that the name down on a uh, a post-it note, and I take it and the newspaper, and I pin it to my, my cork board right in the middle. <laughs> and I just step back, drink my coffee. <laughs> um, tell you what, I'm going to have you roll. Uh, I, I think investigate a mystery. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Twelve. <laughs> Fantastic. So you get two to hold, and you could spend them now if you'd like. Um, it also says on a 12, you may ask the keeper any question you want about the mystery, not just the listed ones. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. I was, I was looking at the ones that I have for my connect the dots at the beginning to see if there's a good one from there. Um, ask him what episode of the X-Files it's based on and I'll just go to Wikipedia and, <laughs> and we got it. <laughs> see... I'm going to have a a ruin moment. I've never actually seen The X-Files. What? I yeah, know. I. I know. Oh, I've seen no. a little bit of Twin Peaks, and I was kind of hoping that was the direction we were going. Um, so, I've definitely seen Twin Peaks. Yeah. So this is what it feels like to be on the opposite end of this conversation. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. It's, <laughs> I, it's I'm awful. just going to take it like L.A. Noir style. We're just going to mm. do it that way. Um... I am going to uh, see. I don't want to ask a yes or no question, and there's a couple of them here that are. Um, <laughs> I'm going to ask, what does the monster want from this person? Um, the monster wants to gain freedom by granting wishes. Hmm. Okay. So then I'm going to communicate that to Skulder and be like, well, the uh, the entity clearly would have targeted Sanders to, to gain freedom. If it's the, uh, the wishing kind, that explains how he, he won the lottery. That doesn't explain the cult, though. Well, it sounds like something a cult would offer up. It's true. The cult could be the ones that are bringing forth this entity but we can't Sorry, rule no. out the government <laughs> <laughs> the government's all one big cult man <laughs> the biggest cult in the world so i'm looking for the 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 12 plus here where you got to just ask your question does that negate your second question if I you ask know. one i don't know i figured if i had the hold i could just use one of them for my connect the dots move that i have okay um, I, I, because I can't see that it says that you, like, choosing one that's not on the list gets rid of your other one, I'll say you still have a question if you want to continue asking, or you can hold it for later. Um. I mean, you can use your connect the dots if you wanted. Yeah. I kind of want to see what the ability does, so. Yeah, like, the connect the dots basically just means that I can yeah. spend my, my hold to ask, a, a you know, any one of these questions that it's given me. Um, and that was one of them was, you know, what does the monster want from this person? Gotcha. Yeah. Mm. So the other ones are, is this person connected to current events more than they're saying? When and where will the next critical event occur? Uh, is this connected to previous mysteries we've investigated? And how does this mystery connect to the bigger picture? None of those questions like really the, jump no, out at any me. Any one of those would like work if you want me to meta for you. I feel like when and where, and then you could have the classic gut feeling that like the investigators always yeah have. see i'm hesitant to do that though because like if we know that sanders has something to do with it 
wouldn't we just go to his house? Yeah. I feel like that's not something that we need divine intervention <laughs> to suss out. Not being the experienced paranormal investigators that we are. Um, I mean, we had multiple series and films based on us, I think. Uh, <laughs> comic books, too. Comic books, too, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm going to save them for now. We can always ask them later. Like, I, I get a hold okay. of these. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think... I think our next move is to head to Sanders' residence, see what we can't find, uh, and how it all connects to, you know, the greater world. All right, Moldy, let's roll. <laughs> different, different we, show. We, <laughs> we, uh, we flash over to Agent Torres. Did you, was it at all mentioned that I had a newspaper? You did not have the newspaper. Okay, for some reason I thought I had. Okay, well, now I just gotta figure out where I need to go, because I'm just a dude sitting on a bench, and this teenager inside of him, like, I don't know what's going on, this is really crazy, guys! (laughs) With no one to talk to. Luckily for you, there was a very convenient flash over to an official building. Mm -hmm. Oh, so I did see the flash, I guess. Mm. Yeah, like the camera almost, like, panned over and zoomed in. Mm. You're also... A dude with a 12-year-old inside of him with another thing inside of him. You're just Russian nesting dolls. <laughs> yeah. I'm just a dude playing, playing the dude. Disguised as another <laughs> dude. <laughs> Which at some point is far too confusing for an actor to do, so let alone this one guy here. Um, uh, what, yeah. Didn't, didn't, uh, didn't the, the identity of the, the host body die? So technically you're only one dude inhabiting a corpse. Uh, who's now playing yeah. a different dude. That's fair. Well, having those thoughts, he's just gonna bolt to that door. He knows that that building is where he wants to be. He's going. He doesn't know if he knows these people. He might just get shot, but he's going. Excellent. And as you run towards the building, you very, very conveniently walk out just as your partners, Moldy and Scalder, walk out of the building and... Torres kind of leans over and starts panting and clutching his knees and being like, "Huh, oh, thank God I found you guys." And it, you, the 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 voice comes out of you like you you didn't even intend to it, but it's just like it was scripted. <laughs> I say, "Why are you so sweaty? Did you run here? You know the the office gives you a car." <laughs> And he just, like, thinks back really hard to where his car is. He's like, I'm pretty sure I don't have a car. I might have a car, but I don't know. I was on a bench. I had to run here. Don't don't worry. Don't read into it. All right. And you look expectantly for your vehicle as you reach in to grab the car keys out of your pocket, Scalder. And you see a 1967... Chevy Impala, but it is severely rusted up, but black. <laughs> I like hell yeah. It. Like I've driven it every day for the last thirty years, and I just like open the door, get in. Like I've done it a million times. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and uh, you you as you get in, you find some sort of weird iPod hookup uh, that's been in, injected <laughs> into it, and. Scalder looks over 
at Muldy, who was getting in the front seat, front passenger seat, and just says, I need you to stop trying to mess with my songs. This is my jam. And again, it feels so forced and scripted, like you were just compelled <laughs> to say it. All right. And it's as if you're just supposed to know where to go. But as soon as you turn the key over in the ignition, it kind of sputters to a start and you very slowly take off. And before long, you find yourself in front of the Sanders mansion that he had recently acquired. Again, you don't know how you knew where to go, but you're there. Well, here we are. As I get out and slam the door, eye the place up. I give a look that just says, hey, treat this car with respect. It's a timeless classic. (laughs) And I roll my eyes in a way that says, it's only a timeless classic to you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm gonna be like waving out the back can one of you flip your seats ahead guys like <laughs> come on i'm not I'm, I'm not allowed to smoke in here i need to smoke come on <laughs> all right i go back and we let him out <laughs> as Thank the you. three of you exit the vehicle you stand in front of a, a fairly modern mansion that is just surrounded by police, um, no entry barricades, things like that. And um, this place is definitely happening. So we'll walk up and to the nearest police officer. I'll just like flash my, my badge that I assume I have. And uh, special agent Moldy uh, <laughs> here to uh, investigate. You, you kind of walk up to the nearest guy who looks in charge and um, a, a, an officer who is quite mustached or mustachioed and uh, wearing a, a brim hat turns to you and says, ah, agent, I, I was wondering if we were going to see you here. Uh, name's uh, Officer Carmichael. We've uh, never officially met, but uh, yep, here, here I am. Uh, what can I, what can I do for you? Pleasure to meet you. And I shake his hand. Um, Because I assume COVID doesn't exist in this universe. Um, Oh, yeah, that's way too monstrous for this show. (laughs) Well, we we heard there's some mysterious circumstances surrounding Sanders' death, and we just, uh, we came to to check it out and see if it's linked to a special interest case that we're, we're on. Oh, it's a special interest? Well, I should hope so, uh, you know. The, the cult activity of this is just unprecedented. Un- unprecedented, I say. Really? Uh, can you elaborate for us? Uh, give us a little information so we know what we're walking into. Well, uh, yeah. The 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 lottery winner, uh, Mr. Larry... Uh, I'm sorry, not Larry. Uh, Jim. Jim Sanders. Uh, side note, um, you two of you chose names that I already had planned for the scenario. One of them was Larry and one of them was Carl, and so I had to change them. So Peter was Carl and Jim was Larry, and I might have even said Larry earlier, because that's all I remembered. Peter was Carl? You had friggin' Carl Weezer put into your show? Like, I mean, what? <laughs> I'm Carl! <laughs> um, okay um so yeah he well you know the, the lottery winner jim there hey uh he uh was a school teacher his whole life and uh taught some some middle the school worst. i do believe 
Yeah, and uh, won the lottery and uh, just uh, kind of spent it on, on this giant mansion. And, well, he didn't really do much from there that we can see. Uh, I don't know. Rumors are the guy was fairly lazy. Uh, but uh, sure enough, uh, he'd been here a few weeks. Uh, I'd like to say, oh gosh, about, about three months now. And, uh, you know... He uh, didn't uh, call his mother after a while, and so uh, Mrs. Sanders uh, called it in that he might have been missing. And sure enough, we show up uh, just to do a wellness check here, and uh, well, and he kind of lowers his voice a little bit and uh, looks at you sheepishly, says, "There were brains all over the front door, and well, toes in the swimming pool." <laughs> That checks out. Sounds like your standard ritual. Seen it many times. Um, whereabouts in the uh, the mansion was the the bulk of Mister Sanders? That uh, <laughs> that seems like a personal question, but uh, bulk <laughs> bulk. Oh oh oh! My apologies. Uh, <laughs> he uh, that's that's the strangest thing. It's almost like everything was evenly dispersed about the whole place. Just, just the strangest thing. Interesting, interesting. Uh, have have any of your men uh, moved anything? Well, I, I should hope not, but uh, I'll, I'll be honest. It's been very hard to collect the the material, so the the forensics team has just been kind of doing everything on site here. Uh, it, it requires tweezers for the most part. <laughs> Did the All victim right. not have any? other acquaintances or anybody that would have noticed he was gone before his mother school teachers don't have friends (laughs) (laughs) i feel attacked it's okay me too buddy (laughs) thank god i chose a different degree (laughs) uh he kind of he kind of just says, you know, nobody that they really know of. It seems like the guy was pretty, uh, pretty, pretty much a loner, and not a lot of people actually really liked him. Um, his mother was really the only one he had, and um, you know, she called it in, and she lives in a retirement home, so they're pretty sure it wasn't her. But it could have been. <laughs> you never do know. All right, what? we're gonna have to take a look at the crime scene. Indeed. I put the glove on. Like, snap it. <laughs> just, the, just the pair of gloves you pulled out of your pockets. <laughs> yep. Singular <laughs> glove. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You have and a it. Pen, a pen in the other hand. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, and one of those little pen flashlights too, right? Yeah. Yeah, yep. uh, yeah you uh, you let yourself pass the barricade line and, and kind of exit or enter rather into the house and it's exactly as he described there is pieces of flesh and gore everywhere you're pretty sure that carpet used to be white but you can't tell and maybe it's a garish shade of pink larry's gonna pull out this little like you know those nose plugs that swimmers use and pluck that over his nose good to go can i use some of carl's magic to investigate absolutely okay so I'm gonna roll. Let me get my dice here. I'm gonna roll on my weird. I'm only gonna get seven, so that's gonna have a side effect, which I will pick. 
I'll just pick uh, the magic draws immediate unwelcome attention. <laughs> mm. um, and the thing that I want to ask for the investigate mystery is what happened here? So using your, your psychic magic powers, um, drawing from the ethers, you get the sense and visions of that it's exactly as they're saying. Larry Sanders was an incredibly lazy teacher who won the lottery um, and just kind of sat on his money after he bought the mansion and just kind of did nothing. Um, and then a cult just appeared in the middle of the night and murdered him using some pretty crazy magic. But you also get the impression that the cult has disbanded and disappeared completely. Okay. That was quick. And, and sorry. And as you're doing that and you kind of put your hand out to like feel at the air and everybody who's working the crime scene uh, looks over at you and starts to mutter amongst themselves about like the unstable investigators from whatever, uh, shady organization they've all accepted exists and uh they're not really gonna want to talk with you because they're too off put it's okay i'm used to being discriminated against it's the only woman at most of these crime scenes <clears throat> i've been protested and demonstrated against <laughs> okay well i'm going to uh relay that to moldy Saying, you know, my gut tells me that that is what happened here. And I I don't know what to think, but I can't see the bigger purpose. Interesting. I, uh, it almost seems as though this cult had outside help of some kind. Perhaps the, uh, the shadow monster? Well, if something this grisly happens, I imagine that it's... <laughs> It's got to be involved with the monster if it's around. Okay. My guy's Torres, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I forgot that you were here with us, too. Yeah, Larry Torres Fitch is going to just, like, walk around the whole building and, like, show everyone his badge and be like, hey, like, I'm with the group or whatever. And he's going to just plant himself right in the middle of the, um, like, the wherever's the most central part of the building. And he's just going to start investigating that mystery real hard right from the center. Just kind of think of what he saw real quick. So my wife and I have recently gotten into the show Hannibal, and that's exactly <laughs> what I'm imagining, is that you're, like, the main dude from there, and you're just, like, re recreating the crime scene <laughs> in your mind. I mean, you would like to think that that's exactly how elaborate he is, but he was literally walking around, looking around, like, wow, this guy has been really spread everywhere. <laughs> like, I have seen some messed up stuff. I have done some messed up stuff, but... Wow, and then he just goes in the middle because he's like, maybe if I'm lucky, there'll be something right in the center. This is just a bold face guess. As he's thinking to himself and trying to investigate this mystery, he, Torres, the, the Torres he, says, mm -hmm. it's like jelly on toast, just spread so thin. <laughs> so thin. I love jam. It's tasty. Puts and on his sunglasses. <laughs> peanut butter um i also rolled an eight on for my investigate so i can hold one and he wants to know what is being concealed here what is the great secret 
What are they trying to hide by spreading this guy everywhere? That is too thorough and clean of a job to just be like not either a reason or hiding something. For sure. As he's standing and trying to put it all together, his mind lingers back to the high school where the clown came out of nowhere and seemed so real and caused real damage. And he understands that whatever cult was supposed to have been here is just that. It was an illusion that did real damage but disappeared when the work was done. This does line up with what we know of this this shadow monster. That if we know that he has something to do with wishes, we now have a trend. We have poor Peter, who wanted everyone to know what it was like to be laughed at and met an unfortunate end. And now we have Mr. Sanders, who we know was lazy. Perhaps he wished to not have to work because it was too much work and met an unfortunate end. So should we go hang around at a crossroads at midnight? And uh, try and get a wish, or what's the play? I mean, only if you want to be the greatest guitar player in the world. Uh, Already am. <laughs> Whips out a tiny ukulele and just shreds <laughs> it. Um, can I have Scalder do investigate or do a do a, a roll plus sharp? Okay, uh, five, five. Um, okay. Well, you're not really sure any more information than you've already discovered or discussed with your brothers um, slash fellow agents. But you are aware of the fact that you didn't see Peter die. Yeah. So, like, I think that he might still be the one controlling it. That was a good guess. Okay. I'm going to use one of my my held points. Um, I'm going to ask, when and where will the next critical event occur? That's a really good one. I thought so. As Alex slash Muldy stands there just trying to get a grasp on everything that's happened, the high school sitcom, this, you know, monster of the week kind of serialized television show, you realize that, yeah, Peter, Peter must be the one that's still in control because he hasn't died yet. And actually, in fact, there was time from when Jim Sanders won the the lottery to when he died. There was a few months, which means that there's probably time that Peter is still alive. You're not sure how much. So you reach for the paper that Skulder had shown you. And the first thing that you recognize is that the date is three months further from when the high school um, the high school sitcom happened. So time has jumped ahead. But then you also remember back to what your mother said to you, which was that Peter's father had died Two a few ago. months back. Yeah. yeah. I think I answered your whole question. I forgot halfway through what the question was. I asked when and where. When and where. <laughs> That's where we go. Yep. Perfect, thank you. Um, and based off of that information, you remember that Peter's father was uh, was a sailor. He had a small trawler, a fisherman, um, at the harbor. You get the gut sense that that's where it's all going to go down. I uh, 
I communicate that to my fellow agents, and you know, I uh, I feel like maybe we need to go to the harbor, see uh, if anything fishy is about. <laughs> Puts on the sunglasses. <laughs> wow! Uh, <laughs> wrong show. Wrong show. Uh, and almost like that was the piece of information that you have been waiting for this entire time. There's a small montage of you all jumping into the vehicle, Skulder sliding across the hood before getting in. And as they punch the ignition, they crank the classic rock movie, and the vehicle drives off towards the harbor as fast as it can. What's a classic rock movie, Ruin? Did I say classic rock? Oh, no! Uh, Can we recut that? Oh. <laughs> Impossible. She did. <laughs> classic rock music. Oh, classic rock movie. Oh, that's too bad. I was going to go right into. I'm out of coffee. So I need a refill. I mean, you still can't because clearly you need to be more caffeinated if you're confusing music and <laughs> movies. Clearly. Uh, I'm going to recut that, anyways. I'm the editor. You're, you know. <laughs> I don't know if I can recut that. I don't even know if I can recut that. I forgot, like, where we left off, all that stuff. You yeah, know what? No, you're Doesn't hooped, matter. man. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I'm out of coffee. Let's get a refill. Hey there, friends. It's Ruin, and I'm here with Cade. Hi, I'm still Cade. We're just here to say thanks for giving us a shot and uh, listening. During our refill, we wanted to take a moment on top of that to say, we've got some social media. You should check it out. Join us in some conversation. And while you're at it, maybe hit that subscribe button. Yeah. If you'd like to take a little bit more time, we would really appreciate it if you could rate and review us on whatever your favorite podcasting platform is. Uh, It helps us immensely with the mystical algorithms created by the elder gods of social media. And uh, it helps us push the show to more people. Yeah, we're having a lot of fun doing this, and we hope you are too. But we'd like it if more people could join us, so go ahead and do those things. We also have an email address. You can shoot us an email at cantripsandcoffee at gmail.com. If you want to maybe suggest your favorite coffee or your favorite tabletop system that we haven't tried out yet, we're always looking for more suggestions and would love to hear some from you. You may have also noticed that we're running out of topics on our side table conversations, so maybe shoot us a question that we could talk about there. As an added bonus, you can also look forward to some contests that we have up and coming. Trust me, they're going to be worth just hitting that little subscribe button. There's also some pretty cool collaborations that we're working on with some uh, some other content creators. It's an exciting time here in the Natural 20, and uh, we want to make it as exciting as we can for you as well. So with that, we're going to jump back into the show. All right, we are back and highly caffeinated. As you arrive at the harbor, you notice that there's a a seemingly lack of any sort of activity for this time of day. You know, it's mid-afternoon. You would expect that it would be bustling for your small harbor city. And you do indeed see a harbor warehouse slash boathouse ahead of you. The doors are open. It is quite large. Seems quiet. Too quiet. Yeah. Seems pretty quiet. I agree. Larry's gonna then come through Torres and lay on the ground in a ball 
and start making his noise as he tries to tune in with the area and hope that there's potentially a monster or a creature or something going on in there that he can attune with. Okay. Yeah. So that's just a usual weird roll. Um, eight. So that's a ten. Hey. So I get to hold three, and there's a bunch of questions I can ask. Okay. But if there's nothing in there for me to attune with that isn't like monstrous, then it wouldn't work anyways. I would assume. Okay. Okay. We yeah. got alone. Um. So it's like literally just like you get to know like what kind of monster would be in there. Yeah, so it, I can read it out for you if you want. So it says, tune in. You can attune your mind to a monster or minion. Roll plus weird on a 10 plus, hold three. On a seven to nine, hold one. On a miss, the monster becomes aware of you. Spend one hold to ask the keeper one of the following questions and gain plus one ongoing with uh, while acting on those answers. Okay. Um. All right. Yeah, You as you are reaching out to understand what kind of being is here, you get the sense that it's all been drawing to the name in the credits from the previous episode. And as you're replaying the credits in your mind, the name David Jones Insmith, some of the letters become bolded and you say, you see the word Jin D J I N N. (laughs) Cool. I like that. I kind of figured. Is this Golden Sun rules? Can we capture it and uh, keep Mm. it as a pet? Okay. Shaman King. (laughs) (laughs) There's a callback about five people that listen to this are going to (laughs) get. I mean, I'd like Shaman King back. It was awesome, but nobody talks about it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a guy with a snowboard, right? That's what yeah! you're thinking of? Yeah. Oh, I love Shaman King. That it was, was cool. so okay. good. Yeah. Like you're talking the anime slash manga? Yeah! yeah. No one yeah. talks about Shaman King. I had the crappy Game Boy Advance game that went along with it. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I had it too. Yeah. It was another one of those ones where the like, the, the main character had crazy weird multicolored hair, right? Of course yeah, I mean, he did. all of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yo was his name because he was yeah. the coolest. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Okay. That's a clearly a Larry and Alex moment coming through <laughs> and us gushing over our favorite anime from our youths. Then we watched on VHS because I don't watch anything that can be hooked up mm-hmm. to the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you probably could have gotten it on VHS. It oh, may have been 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, I think that uh, Torres wants to know. Um, what is it planning to do right now? What's the djinn going to do? Use one of his three. It's going to try to attempt the second wish. Okay. It's going to hold on to the other two. I feel like we just got to keep going. I think it was like last time. I think we need to go fishing. <laughs> and we walk into the harbor. <laughs> Puts a set of sunglasses on top of his sunglasses. Yeah, we have to follow the one-liners. The sun never sets on Coolsville. Because the one-liners make the scene fade out, and that makes the plot go forward. (laughs) And with that, you find yourself standing out just outside the doors of the boathouse. Now, I will say, this system encourages me to be a fan of 
the hunters and to you know let you know if anything might be awry or just like give you advice and so my piece of advice here is you probably don't want to charge just right in there you're seasoned hunters and investigators you would know that you should probably scope the area out before you charge in do we see anything that looks like a trap or is a miss well when you look through the the doors you immediately see a figure slumped on the ground and it, it looks like they're in an awkward position, almost like they're they're bound. Um, and, and there does to be, appear to be some sort of like rope or chain-like thing around them. Um, and a closer inspection from where you're at, it's very possible that this might be Peter. Poor Peter. <laughs> uh, can I call out to him? You may. Peter! Peter? (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't respond. You do hear a slight groaning. Um, I want to try to uh, lay on hands, or lay hands, the the paladin skill, essentially. I'm going to try and use magic with the effect of heal one harm from an injury, or cure a disease. Okay, so you're going to go in to him, or are you going to try to do it from here? Um, well, I'm not sure. I think you have to decide the rule on this, because it doesn't really... There's not nothing talking about, like, the range. Of okay. Or if it's like a touch spell, you know? Okay. Because it just says heal one harm from an injury. Okay. So, um, so I would say, if you got a, a, a 12 plus, I would allow you to do it from here. But if you get anything less, I'm going to say it would have to be, like, touch. Okay, Roger. I got a seven, exactly. Okay, so... So, go ahead. can I use luck now? It yeah. says change a roll to yes, 12. Yes, you absolutely can. Okay, well, I'm just going to fire off a second point of luck. I'm uh, a third of the way up the track now to make that a 12. Okay, perfect. So, yeah, make sure you erase that... Uh, that luck and as you change that score to a 12 peter all of a sudden lifts his head like he has just the the smallest amount of strength left and he he finds the three of you and he says please please help me i i i just wanted i just wanted them to find out what happened to my dad what happened to your dad peter I don't... I don't know. Nobody bothered looking into it. Can you tell us anything that might help? We we are looking into your dad. That's why we're here. Moldy and Skulder. On the case. And, and Torres. Torres. Um, you would actually <laughs> recall, as Alex, Larry, and Carl, the story that you had heard, although Peter never really wanted to talk about him himself, was that his dad's fishing boat, the trawler, one day just didn't move on the ocean, like anchor had been dropped, and he didn't come home for several days. But when they went to go find his body, or to find him, I guess, and investigate the trawler, it was nowhere to be found. The The RCMP just said that he was obviously lost at sea or... You know, shore, 
whatever this tiny, small little ocean seems to be, and they never bothered to investigate. When Peter says that nobody knows what happens, he truly means that even he does not know because no one bothered to look. Hmm. Uh, I ask if he knows where his dad's boat is? Uh, he very, very weakly states, they, they sold it at auction. We needed the money to funeral. And his head slumps forward, and um, I'm going to have the three of you make a, a sharp, and I'm looking for just the highest result. Seven. Seven as well. I got a ten. Larry slash Torres realizes that whatever is binding Peter, it seems to be harming him, and that he doesn't have a ton of time left. He's not going to make it if we don't get in there quick. Torres pulls out his gun, locks it, pulls out his big knife, and then he's actually going to then be really calm for a second and also read a bad situation and try to figure out what's going on here. He needs to know how to do this the best he can, which is a sharp if I have the time to do such a thing. Oh, that's deadly. That's a 12 just on the roll plus two. That's a 14. Nice. Um, so I get a hold three. And I can ask any of the questions on the list. So, and, and if you act on any of the answers, you get a plus one ongoing. Oh, yeah. It's at the bottom. I didn't even read that. You get plus one ongoing with your information is relevant. Okay. First, what's the best way in? Through these doors. Oh, well, we're supposed to take it slow, but not that slow, I guess. Uh, are there any dangers we haven't noticed? No. No. Okay. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Let me correct that. There are no... No, no, there are no dangers you haven't noticed. So we have noticed all the dangers. Um, and what's the best way to protect the victims? Get them out of those binds. Binds. Bindings. Okay, 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 cool. Well, I'm just going to quickly relay that information to everyone, but I'm not obviously going to say it because that would be a lot of work. But yeah, best way in through the door, um, and then we need to get them out of those binds that are hurting them. So he's just going right. to kick that door in and he's bolting right to him mm -hmm. and so because of this um as you're trying to get him out of get peter out of the bindings you're gonna have a plus one to the the rolls you make to try to get him out of those sounds good all right so what role do we have to make for that uh that is a good question well, you, you could try to just rip them off, and that wouldn't require a roll if you wanted to try yeah. that. I mean, I got my big knife. I'm just going to start, like, as safely as I can, you know, getting underneath of the, the vines if I can and, like, kind of, like, cutting back on them. Perfect. So, so uh, sorry, you, you, were, you were cutting at them? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Seeing well, if, they, if they're a little break. What, what was your knife again? It is. It just says big knife, one harm hand. Right. Okay. One sec. All right. As you go in there and you try to lash out at the knives, I am gonna have you roll kick some ass to see oh. what happens. Kick some ass. Of course I'll kick some ass here. Ooh, I did not kick any ass. 
Um, so that is five minus one. Oh no, just zero. So it's just a five. Okay, just a straight fail. So we are Do going to help out. Well, does he want it? He's one away from experience. No. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I you're too that. far away. Torres was too quick. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so we will we will do the level up in just one moment um, because that is important. But as you slash at the knives, or as, sorry, at the bindings with your knife, your your hand slips and you drop the knife and you accidentally grab or touch the bindings, and as you do, you suffer one harm as it feels like all of your willpower is being stolen or sucked out of your body. And up above in the rafters, you hear a voice chuckle to itself and then say, I've just sucked one hour from your life. How do you feel? I felt better. I felt worse. Light up a cigarette. Yeah, the- he's got three cigarettes in his hand somehow, and he smokes all three and flicks <laughs> them into the air. In the grand scheme of a life, an hour's really not all that much. <laughs> just, just putting that out there. Could also be everything. When you look up to see the face, you notice that it is the menacing smoke figure. And he wasn't there before because you would have seen him. So it's like he appeared at the perfect time. Bastard. Um, I'm going to... uh, Is one of the people on the vines, like, hanging just, like, by the neck and not, like, tangled up? Or are they, like, more, like, on the ground and covered in the vines? Oh, it's it's just Peter. There's nobody else. Oh, it's just Peter. I yeah. thought there was other people he was holding. No, it is okay. okay it okay. is just Peter, and he is on the ground, like slumped forward. Okay, well, I'm going to like sh- like shine a flashlight or something up into the dark area so we have a better look at the smoke monster. Mm-hmm. Pull my pistol out, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Has... Shoot at it. Sure. Yeah. I kind of <laughs> doubt anything's going to happen, but mm-hmm. I'm mad. That's what I do. We'll go ahead and roll. Oh my god, I rolled a 12. I actually wanted to fail so I could level up, <laughs> but <laughs> all right, I take a shot at the smoke monster. Well, you do happen to to shoot at it, um, and you don't actually do any direct damage to its body. Yeah, that's um, kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, we'll say that you take a couple shots, and the the... The body itself, it goes right through, just like smoke. But one of your shots happens to ricochet off of the the kind of bracelets that he has around his arms, his forearms. Gotcha. Does he recoil at all? Or it, I suppose. Does it recoil at all? Absolutely. As soon as as soon as it hits the bracelet, he flickers and, and kind of swishes around and goes to the other side of the building okay well i'm gonna do it can we still see it yes okay i'll I'll just flick the flashlight over to it and i uh stream out to the other agents like shoot for the jewelry i pull out my gun and uh prepare to shoot but just before i do like how are we supposed to hurt something that has infinite cosmic power (laughs) (laughs) thanks Uh, (laughs) nine millimeter i'll take a shot (laughs) Before you do that, P- 
Peter slumps fully to the ground. He crumples forward. Uh, oh, now I'm thinking maybe we don't want to shoot because if it has some kind of hold on Peter, then uh, it, it's going to like hurt him in some way. Is Peter uh, fully free yet? No, none of the bindings were able to be cut because uh, oh, okay. Jaden, well, Larry, rather, um, was unable to cut the bindings. He slipped. Can I try cutting them with my butterfly slash folding knife? Yes. What was the knife made of again? Uh, not butterflies. Uh, <laughs> it just no. says it's a butterfly slash folding. No, I just, I just thought that somebody had a, a silver knife. I have a silver knife. Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> Alex... <laughs> Go ahead and cut. <laughs> With my butterfly knife. Uh, I got 10. Okay. Um, so you do manage to start cutting away at it. Um, but as as you do, it's, it's doing... It's just so slow and tedious. And you are damaging it. But you yourself also suffer one harm. As it feels like part of your very essence is ripped away from you. Okay. We need to get these binds off of him. Okay. Um, is the Jin taking an action? He seems to just be, like, watching you very, very closely. And all he says is, Go ahead. Make a wish. I wish for infinite wishes! <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know that's one of the rules? I cannot do that. Um, so... Can I make an action? Uh, yeah. We, there's no real initiative order, so unless um, mm -hmm. you know, maybe maybe Larry wants to go real quick, or I shouldn't say real quick, but go first. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, all Larry would do at this point is just be real pissed at those vines, and he's just gonna try and use his freaking big whammy on him and hit him with his magicy weirdness. Okay. He's gonna beat him with that spooky power for a nine. And it's just like a normal attack, except for I get to roll my weird, other than it's a two harm, um, and it and it ignores armor. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, as you as you kind of reach your hand out and, and almost like grasp at the at the scene in front of you, the the bindings begin to fray and begin to almost snap little individual pieces off of it. And you do not suffer any harm as you're doing this. This is some of that spooky magic stuff. <laughs> and uh, I'll say we'll go go Gotta over to Carl that. now. Okay, I was just going to use my magic power to divine some information so that I'm not totally metagaming this. Um, so I got an 8, so there's going to be a side effect. I will take the damage again as a side effect. I think. And that's just one harm? Just one harm, yeah. Okay. okay. Um, and I just want to use it to ask the question again, uh, being like, is the silver knife crucial? The Or like, will it help, I guess? Mm -hmm. like... As you're doing this, you almost instinctively just hold the silver knife out in the air towards the bindings. And it's almost like the bindings recoil a bit as if they're afraid of anything with any sort of property outside of just normal okay well i toss the knife to to moldy i say try this 
It's silver. You never know. It might help. Sure. What's another hour? So I'll take it and I start using it instead. <laughs> All right. You can uh, you can roll kick some ass if you want to. Uh, nine. As you go to cut, you notice that, yes, this knife is like, well, it's like a hot knife through butter. And you do find yourself suffering some harm from the presence of the bindings as if they're giving off some sort of uh, some sort of hellish magic. But all of a sudden the bindings cut free and Peter breathes in deeply like he's just been released from some sort of torment and anguish. And the djinn looks down at him and says, do it, master. Command of me your last wish. And Carl, you you go to train and aim your gun on him because you know if you could just shoot the bracelets that it would destroy him for good. But Peter's eyes flicker open and he seems to spit out. I want to know all of the secrets. And... Good wish. Solid wish. That's what I would wish for. Everyone snaps. And the last thing we see is... Larry staring out of an 80-story skyscraper in his finest suit, looking at the city... And knowing exactly how he made his fortunes. And credits roll. Paper straws. (laughs) (laughs) Beyond meat burgers. Uh, Just the most insidious things. I invent the credits this time. (laughs) It is still David Jones Innsmouth. Okay. Nice. I invented Bezos. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's why i'm so rich um and actually we're gonna use this time before before we run out of here before we drink the last dregs of those coffee mugs um we are actually going to do the level up here we did have larry who hit a level up but then we're also going to go through the level up process itself um so or the the experience process should we say mm. so why don't we have Jaden walk us through Larry's first level up there based off of um, <laughs> based off of all of the roles he didn't succeed at. He has been able to afford his next um, experience package or move or whatever he wants to take off the list. Yeah. So I just erase my five nice check marks there. Getting to wipe myself clean of all my failures. <laughs> Um, and then I was just going to take another spooky move. That was one of my improvements on my list. Excellent. Why don't you tell us which one you're going to select? Yeah. You know, I wasn't really sure because there's some fun ones, but I like the ones that hurt things a little bit more than I like the other stuff. <laughs> um, so I think I am going to go with probably the Jinx because it does allow me to do a little bit of harm, but it also allows me to actually just mess with your guys' rolls. So don't piss me off or else you're going to get a minus one forward. Roger. <laughs> Nicely done. All right. Now, I am going to uh, calculate independently the first episode from the second. So we're going to have to think back to, you know, the previous one. Now, 
I didn't put it there because we were running out of time, getting a long episode, got a bit more time to spend here. So let's walk through the first episode, um, the high school sitcom. So first of all, did we conclude the current mystery? Yes or no? Yes. I mean, like, I think so. Well, okay, like, we didn't, like, stop it. Act. Yeah, I guess. I guess how current is the current mystery? Was that the current mystery, or is there a more current mystery yeah, that you're still solving? Because if, like, if the current mystery is, like, why are we stuck in a sitcom, then we figured that out. Yeah. If if it's, That's you true. know, what kind of monster is taking over Peter and what's going on with that, then not so much. So I'm going to award these based on how you guys rationalize it. And I liked what you said mm. for the first one of like, yeah, you figured out why you were in a sitcom. So I'm going to say yes. Okay. okay. Now for all of these, if you guys get one yes, you get one experience. Uh, if you get th- more than that, if you get three or four, you get up to two. The maximum you can get is two experience. Um, okay. So next one. Did we save I- someone from certain death or worse? Yes, Peter. I think. I don't know. Uh, I can't tell he was, what happened to him. He was still kind of captured at the end. Uh, How the si- first episode. Yeah. yeah How certain the, was that clown to kill us? Because that would be the only we thing. We saved and ourselves. Really only, <laughs> but I would say that really only Alex would get the credit for like saving us because then it turned into the mini thing. But then you could argue that Carl saved us from the mini guys and Larry just shot water at the ground. <laughs> And the principle I, we determined wasn't real, right? Like, that was the, the djinn taking on that presence. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I would say that you guys saved yourselves from certain death. You were going to be steamrolled. Mm-hmm. So that's a yes. Did we learn something new and important about the world? Yeah. We learned that we were trapped inside a genre comedy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a definite yes. And lastly, mm-hmm. did we learn something new and important about one of the hunters? Uh, I mean, we learned new things about all of us. It was the first episode. We learned okay, what we were that's all a, about. That's a terrible answer. <laughs> well, no, it is. Because we learned, like, you know, okay, we developed our characters beyond just, like, we are the flake. We are the whatever. Right? Like, we learned that Alex, you know, has a weird obsession with sitcoms because they're the only things you can find on VHS tapes. <laughs> we learned that he has an aversion to technology because he doesn't trust it. And that limits how he can get his information and thus what he knows about. All right. I feel like for, for <laughs> most of what you said, that only works for a first session, but I'll give it to you. So yes, that's a yes to all four of them. Uh, so that means for the first episode, you guys gained two experience. Did anybody level hey, up? I did. Yeah. All right. Why don't you guys go through and so select what you want? Does it roll over? Like, cause I had five. Does the two go into one on the next bar or is it just um, like, I'm going to say yes. Cool. Alright, so I actually have some interesting ones on my improvements list. Where, like, some of them are just stat bonuses. I can take another initiate move, which is basically like a an ability from the, the cult that I'm part of from Craigslist. <laughs> um, I, ca- I miss being the high school character with the weird job at the box factory, honestly. <laughs> I like that first episode a lot. Um, I can also take command of my chapter of the sect or get a sect team under my command. The team one doesn't really make sense, but it'd be kind of funny getting like an email saying that I like took command of the Craigslist cult and I'm going to get like money from people. 
But the other two is I could take a move from another class. Ooh, yeah. that's sweet. That mm-hmm. kind of sounds cool. Do, do yeah. you guys have that same one? I have that as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah me too. I also have one where, where I could get a haven like the expert has with two options, and mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. Uh, I can, I can oh, get it's, a uh, it, It's literally like a location that you can have as like a hideout. Oh, cool. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, do I want that? What does that How useful mean? would it be in the genre comedy? <laughs> it could be okay. highly. I know no. what I want to take. I want to take the other move, and I want to take the preparedness move from the expert, which is when you need something unusual or rare, roll sharp on a 10 plus, you have it here right now. <laughs> on a 7 to 9, you have it, but not here. It will take some time to get it. On a miss, you know where it is, but it's somewhere real bad. That's amazing. That's like a really that. cool ability. I'm going to take another flake move, and I'm going to take the often overlooked. So when you act all crazy, and act all crazy is in bold. When you act all <laughs> crazy to avoid something, roll plus weird. Uh, on a 10 plus, you're regarded as unthreatening and unimportant. On 7 to 9, you get to pick one, either unthreatening or unimportant. If you miss, you draw <laughs> lots of attention. <laughs> Decent, so. Yeah. I like the middle one where you're just like this. This guy is non-threatening, but holy crap! Wow, is he, is he important? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I need to hear what he's saying, man. Yeah, he's not a threat, but man, this dude's got it all figured out. <laughs> awesome. Okay, check Could those. I use this right now to know where the thing is I need for my cult mission. <laughs> or I just have to like remember that for the next session. It's the first thing I want to do. Yeah, I feel like that's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> Okay, well, let's go to the second episode. Uh, make sure you guys checked off those new moves or written them in if you need to. Um, yeah. And uh, let's go to the second session ending experience so that you guys can have that too. Uh, so let's go back to the list. Did we conclude the current mystery? Yeah. We found yeah, we Peter. Yeah, we found the djinn and we, we uh, shot his bracelets off. Yeah, and we found Peter and we came to the bottom of like what happened with uh, Sanders. Yeah, I'll agree with that. You guys ended, especially because you ended like the the X Files, the supernaturally, you know, kind of yeah. thing. Um, I will say that you didn't shoot off the bracelets; it ricocheted once, um, but you were definitely aware of them. So yes, that's a yes for that one. Uh, did we save someone from certain death? Yeah, Peter. Yeah, luckily because you guys were like one turn away from not saving him. <laughs> uh, did we learn something new and important about the world? We learned that it's a gym. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You also I'd say learned that's pretty important. <laughs> you also learned about all those other crazy creatures that you know Alex probably had theories about. Oh, a hundred percent. You even saw the fish and the old man on there, so yeah. you learned that's real. <laughs> Everything's real, man, mm-hmm. except and... the stuff that's not. <laughs> okay <laughs> tell me that's not something a conspiracy theorist would like start their manifesto with you're right you're right it would be a weird <laughs> contradiction but uh lastly did we learn something new and important about one of the hunters not really yeah i'd say no honestly yeah i don't Couldn't think really we did. argue it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean larry popped a pill but that was about it <laughs> But that was also just this version of Larry. Yeah, or exactly. Was we, it? We were playing typecast <laughs> roles. We felt compelled. 
Yeah. I'm also going to agree with no here, but yeah. keep an yeah. eye out yeah. for the, the next episode. I think it's a no for sure. Yeah. Uh, but that still means that you got three, so uh, that gets you two more experience. Nice. Cool. Yeah, you can hold that over Ooh. to next episode. All right. Well, Perfect. with that, I'm out of coffee, and that means it's time to run. <laughs>